The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein. Skin care and plastic surgery are hot topics these days. Let Dr. Rubenstein answer your questions and explain what you'll want to look for in aesthetic products and cosmetic procedures. Get ready for a discussion about all things aesthetic. Now, live from Miami, Florida, American Board Certified Plastic Surgeon, Dr. Adam Rubenstein. Welcome to New Reflections. I'm Dr. Adam Rubenstein, a board-certified plastic surgeon, and we are going to be talking about scar treatments today. Everyone is always concerned about any kind of scar, cut, any injury they get, and the scars are the biggest deal. In fact, some people think about having cosmetic procedures, but they really, they'd rather just not have the scars. The scars are a bigger deal than whatever's bothering them about their appearance. The scars are nothing new. This has been something that's been going on for a real long time. We're going to have a great discussion about everything having to do with how you can help your scars heal better. Well, thanks for listening in with New Reflections. Every week we bring you something about aesthetics, beauty, wellness, and health. We're here every Saturday, 12 to 1 Eastern Time, 9 to 10 Pacific. You can also catch me on Facebook at Miami Plastic Surgeon or New Reflections Radio, New Reflections Radio in Facebook. You can also catch me on Twitter at Dr. Rubenstein. Uh, and catch my website at uh, www.dr-rubenstein.com. Let's get to today's show. Today's show is called Heal Thyself, Scar Treatments, and we're talking about ways to help yourself heal better. You know, when I was doing research for the show, I did a Google search for the words scar treatment. There's over 23 million results for the words scar treatment. Obviously, it's a big subject. One thing I want to clear up, frequently I'll have patients that come to my office, and when they're talking about scars, first of all, everyone thinks they have bad scars. No one likes their scars. Well, of course not. Who wants to have a scar? And no one likes what any scar is going to look like, but some are better than others. There actually is such a thing as a good scar. If you have to have one, then there's better scars than others. But everyone that has a scar that they don't like thinks it's a keloid. Now, keloids are something very specific. A keloid is actually a scar that grows well beyond the borders of the original injury. So, for example, if a a woman pierces her ears and she's got, in a, a short period of time, a scar that looks like a piece of cauliflower hanging off of her ear, that is a keloid. But if you bump into something or you're playing sports and you get cut and that cut is a little bit wider than you'd like it to be, that's not a keloid, more than likely. There is such a thing as a hypertrophic scar. Hypertrophic scars are a little bit wider than we would like them to be. Hypertrophic means that it's grown a little more than we want. Uh, But they're not keloids. Keloids are very specific. So if you're wandering around telling people you got keloids, unless it looks like giant, big bulges where there were tiny little cuts, they're probably not keloids. 
Well, scars have been a problem really since the dawn of medicine. In fact, uh, interestingly, one of the first things ever used to treat scars was honey. Going back to the times of Hippocrates and Aristotle, they both wrote about the medicinal value of putting honey on wounds. In fact, honey was used by ancient Sumerians, Egyptians, Romans, Chinese, all used honey to treat wounds. And part of that has to do with the sugar content. In fact, sugar has been put into wounds to help it heal and work almost as an antibiotic. But in terms of the scar formation, honey has been used topically. So the idea of putting something on a scar to help it heal better is absolutely nothing new. But technology did progress from honey. In the 17th century, William Fabry, who was a German, uh, the father of German surgery, really, uh, he developed a couple different lotions to help burn wounds. Burns, uh, when you get a burn injury, the skin, the scar, the scar that heals behind that, the scar that's left behind with a burn injury is usually pretty tough. It's like leather. Very hard to work with. It's nearly impossible to make better. And really, most treatments are for removing it. So Dr. Fabry made a couple of lotions to try and soften the skin around it and make it better for, for treatment. And he had one formula that used things like hen and, be- and bear grease, meaning they're fat, flour oil, egg yolks, earthworm juice. I'm not sure what that is, but I'm not sure I want to know. Uh, and that was one formula. Another formula used things that are even more exotic, simple things like boiled roots, flowers, and seeds. But he boiled them, uh, get this, with head and feet of castrated sheep. I'm not sure why they had to be castrated sheep, but that's what the formula was. Now, we've come a long way from castrated sheep and earthworm juice. In the 20th century, we've learned, if, and really, I, I've not found any explanation as to why this works, and maybe our experts today can give us more insight, but silicone, silicone seems to help wound healing. And I'm not sure that we have the answer as to why, but there's many, many studies that show that silicone can help in the wound healing process. And we'll be talking about that specifically all day long today. Uh, well, silicone started in the 20th century, and from there, people use lasers. And one thing I want to talk about real quickly and make clear, laser scar removal is not really removal. If you get a cut, you get a scar. If you get a scar, you have it forever. You can minimize it. You can blend it. You can use dermabrasion. You can use lasers. But there's no such thing as scar removal. So uh, sometimes patients come and they think they're going to have a tummy tuck. And they say, oh, no big deal. I know it's a big scar, but I'll just get rid of it with scar removal afterwards. Well, that doesn't really work. But we're going to talk about lots of ways. If you're thinking about having a tummy tuck or any other procedure, ways to help that scar heal better so that you don't end up with something that you want to treat later. And that's what it's all about. Really, prevention is better than trying to treat them later. So in talking about prevention, let's get to our first guest I want to introduce Zubin Meshkinpush, who is the COO, the Chief Operating Officer of Inaltis, who are the makers of Biocornium. Uh, Zubin, welcome to New Reflections. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, it's, it's my pleasure to have you. You guys have a, a pretty unique product, and people have been making uh, silicone products you know, since the early 1900s. It's probably been uh, probably nearly 100 years that silicone of one type or another, at least uh, 50 to 75 years, that people are using this stuff. What is your product, Biocornium, all about? So our, our product, Biocornium, takes a blend of three different silicones um, that cross-link together as they dry 
um, they dry clear and form an invisible layer uh, over the incision or scar that you're treating. Um, what's unique about biocornium is that in addition to that blend of three different silicones, we also include an SPF of 30 to prevent uh, UV light from affecting the skin as it's healing. Oh, that's neat. You know, because one of the advantages, we're going to talk to uh, someone who makes gel sheeting, and that's one of the advantages of gel sheeting, obviously, is you're actually physically covering the scar. And I always tell my patients, well, you can even put uh, sunblock on top of that before you do that, or even over the, the sheets. But with biocornium, you've got that built into the product. That's right. All right. Now, educate me. We all know silicone works. Can you tell me how? Um, well, you kind of mentioned earlier that there's no one unified theory that says this is exactly what's happening. Um, but what seems to be most accepted and why the, the gel sheeting works and why we've proven our product to work in our studies is that because the silicones are cross-linked together, you prevent excess moisture from evaporating from within the skin. And so to basically make it simple to understand it at a very simple level is keeping the skin hydrated um, so that the body thinks uh, everything's intact while while the skin is actually healing so it minimizes and over it, it, the, the opportunity for the body to over respond while it's healing um, and in such then it, it kind of normalizes the the healing process so it keeps everything in check if you will it acts like a supervisor um, for the skin while the body's healing well, one of the things that we know is moist healing is good healing. You know, whenever we do laser treatments, for example, we like to keep the skin moist and we do it by either using lots of lotions on a regular basis or using a barrier, uh, a moisture barrier like Aquaphor, something that's going to keep the moisture in. And it sounds like with biocornium, the way it dries onto the skin and forms that barrier, it seems like it's a nice thin barrier to keep the moisture in. Is, am I understanding that right? That's exactly right, and that's one of the, the benefits about this product is that it's only applied twice a day uh, versus, as you mentioned, uh, you could certainly continually hydrate the skin with, with lotions or oils, but um, you'd have to continually apply and apply and apply. Um, with a gel sheet or with our product, um, it's really just a once or twice a day application, and it stays intact um, providing that hydration throughout the day so that you don't have to con- continually reapply. Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but you guys aren't using earthworm juice or castrated sheep's head and feet, are you? No, no. we're not. The only <laughs> two ingredients that are in our product are, are silicones, three different silicones, and, uh, and the sunscreen ingredients. That's it. So really, it's just a, a simple, pure product. Uh, you say you put, it on, you put it on twice a day, right? And That's so right. are you washing it off in between? What happens to those layers as you're putting them on? Uh, typically with normal skin cell turnover, the, the product is going to um, kind of slough off, if you will. Um, and we wanted to make sure that in our studies, uh, the silicone's intact 24-7. So in all of our clinical studies we did, um, it was with twice-a-day application. So that's why we recommend uh, the patients use this product twice a day to make sure that they have that barrier around the clock. Okay. And now at what point... Would you put this on? I mean, should I take this into the operating room and, and put it on a fresh wound? Uh, no, great question. Uh, the, the product isn't started to be used until the sutures are removed or the skin's re-epithelialized. So um, typically that's around day 10 to day 14. Obviously it's going to be different for every individual in, in, at the physician's discretion, but 
once the sutures are removed or the skin's kind of healed, closed back up. Okay. And then for how long should we be using it? Uh, all of our clinical studies were twice a day application for three months. Uh, seems like a decent amount of time, but it takes a while for the skin to, to truly mature. And actually, the maturation process of skin happens long after the three-month time frame. But at three months, you have about 90% uh, of the skin function back. So that's why all of our studies and, and studies in the past on silicone gel sheeting were all three-month studies. All right. And, you know, I know you guys have two different sizes, or actually three different sizes of products. Uh, you've got, was it a 10-gram, a 20-gram, and a 50-gram, right? So what, right. Are they, what are they designed to be used for? The small, call them small, medium, and large. Sure. Uh, so the small is designed to last that full, twice-a-day, three-month uh, course of therapy on any incision or scar that's three inches in length or under. And then the 20-gram size, the medium, uh, would treat anything up to six inches in length. Uh, the large, then, is for the really large procedures, um, such as a tummy tuck or um, perhaps a brachioplasty, you know, where you're taking some of the uh, under, underarm flab out. Um, those are typically longer incisions. So that would be where the large would come in. And, I, and you think that, you know, given those guidelines, one container is enough to last you for the full range of therapy? That's right. Okay. I got to tell you, you know, we have the product in the office and it really one tiny bit goes a long, long way. So if you're thinking about trying biocornium, make sure you're using a tiny amount, you know, just a little bit will really spread out nicely. The first time I grabbed it, I just, you know, a full little squirt thinking, of, you know, typical lotion and I put it on and my God, I can spread it across my entire arm, you know, <laughs> just testing it. So really a tiny amount goes a real long way. Well, that's the scoop on biocornium. Zabine, if you stay around, we'd like to continue the discussion and have you here. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to be introducing our next guest, Z Prodic, who's going to tell us all about the interesting gel sheeting coming out of new medical technologies. Hang in there. Go after the short break. We'll be back. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back on New Reflections. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. Cosmetic surgery is a big deal. Make sure you do your homework. Why? This is not my car I'm working on. I may settle for an okay job on that, but I won't settle for anything less when it comes to my body. Do your homework. My doctor trained with world-renowned plastic surgeons. My doctor is a fully board-certified plastic surgeon. My doctor is an MD and on staff at several Florida hospitals. My doctor is an associate professor of surgery at a major university. My doctor is Adam Rubenstein. People pick a doctor based on trust. You can trust Dr. Rubenstein. He has the experience, knowledge, and artistic touch you're looking for. Call 305-792-7575. That's 305-792-7575. Call today for a free consultation. Dr. Adam Rubenstein, Turnberry Plastic Surgery at Biscayne Boulevard in the William Lehman Causeway, where medicine meets artistry. My doctor is Adam Rubenstein. 
Leadership is a destination. But how do you get there? More importantly, how do you maximize your power and influence and develop more leaders in your organization? Learn from proven leaders and proven practices. Join Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler for Leadership Development News. This program will help you develop the next leaders in your organization, balance your work life, manage your boss, and manage yourself. We'll feature cutting-edge interviews with industry experts and authors. Leadership Development News, every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to New Reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein. If you have a question or comment for the host or this week's guests, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You can also send an email to info at dr-rubenstein.com. That's info at dr-rubenstein.com. Now, back to New Reflections. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dr. Adam Rubenstein. I'm the host, and uh, we've got a great discussion going on about scar treatments. We just had a conversation with Zubin Meshkinpush, who's from Inaltis, talking about biocornium. And now I'd like to introduce our next guest, who is Z Prodic, who is the regional director of New Medical Technologies. And uh, Z, welcome to New Hello. Reflections. Hey, good, uh, good afternoon. Welcome to New Reflections. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You probably heard our discussion about topical silicone, particularly biocornium, and now we want to get on to the next step in kind of the progression of, of how silicone is used, and, and that's using topical silicone as a sheet. So tell us all about New Gel Plus. Well, New Gel Plus is a 100% pure medical-grade silicone that is self-adhesive, reusable, and washable. And basically, the way it works is you uh, apply the sheet like you would a Band-Aid over a dry, enclosed wound uh, and keep it on for minimally eight hours and up to 23 hours a day. You do want to remove it once a day to take a shower and wash the area. And what that does is it provides uh, the occlusion, which is sealing the scar from exposure to air, hydration, it elevates the skin temperature, and provides continuous light pressure. So as you mentioned earlier, there are... Uh, hundreds of reasons of, uh, or hundreds of studies have been conducted on silicone sheeting and ointment, um, all concluding its efficacy, but for different reasons why. So we kind of combined all the reasons why. All right, yeah, I think that's a good idea. You know, the one thing uh, that I always tell my patients, you know, there are two things that will uh, help wound healing. Because I said one thing and then there's two things. So there's two things that will help wound healing. One is silicone, and as I mentioned, you know, we were talking with Sabine and and Z, if you have some idea why silicone works, uh, you can certainly educate us. But I'm not sure we have an answer to that. But the second thing that helps with wound healing is pressure. Having a little bit of light pressure uh, it definitely has been shown to help. Even with, with keloids, with true keloids, when we do revisions, frequently we'll use all sorts of mechanisms to increase pressure on the wound to keep it from getting too big. And the idea of silicone gel sheeting uh, to me, adds a little bit of the idea of putting pressure uh, on the wound, gentle pressure, as opposed to just using an ointment or cream. So Correct. It mimics the massage therapy, which a lot of doctors also feel works well for scars. 
Now, interesting to me, you mentioned that you might want to have it on there really only for eight hours. Tell me about that intermittent use. Uh, intermittently, we also have an ointment that you could apply because uh, we do feel that uh, the longer you have the ointment on uh, or silicone on, the better. Uh, but at least eight hours minimally so that you're applying that pressure, elevating the skin temperature, providing the hydration to the area. But if you could wear it longer, then it would be better. So you, the, uh, is, I don't know if you call it new gel or if it's just another product from new medical technologies, you have topical ointment as well. We, we do have a topical ointment, yes. Okay. And so how would you use them together? Would you put the ointment underneath no. the sheet? or no. It would be uh, one or the other. What we recommend is because the sheeting is one millimeter thick, and depending on the area of the scar, if it's not conducive or comfortable to wear the sheeting during the day, then we have the ointment available so you could apply the ointment. But each of them need to be applied to clean skin only. So okay. if you're going to wear the sheeting, you want to wash off the ointment before you apply the sheeting. And with your ointment, how often do you apply it? Uh, again, if you're wearing the ointment similar to biocornium, uh, if you're doing just the ointment, it would be twice a day. If you're doing the sheeting at night, you could apply the ointment during the day. I Once see. a day. I see. Okay. And uh, what size of the sheeting do you get? Does it come in one size? You, you have different products for different types of wounds? We have different products for different types of wounds. We have over 25 shapes and sizes, uh, you know, from a 1-inch by 3-inch strip to a 24 by 2-inch for, uh, for the abdominal plasties. And then we have 5 by 6. We have general sizes. We have sizes that are customized to mastopexies, to breast lifts and breast augmentation. So a variety of sizes or whatever the scar might be from dog bite to abdominal plasties. All right, and so the sheeting that, that you guys provide, if someone's using it 24 hours, you say it's washable, reusable, how long can a single sheet, let's say a, a tummy tuck, how long can that sheet be used by the patient? Our sheets typically last about three to four weeks. I have had uh, many patients use it for a lot longer. It just depends on how frequently you have to wash it. How frequently would you recommend we recommend that you wash it when it's not sticking. Now, that depends on the individual on how dry or how oily their skin is. And mm-hmm. so each time you remove it, it's going to pick up that, uh, pick up your skin residue onto the sheeting. And then after several applications, it's not sticking very well. That's how you know you need to wash it. And all you have to do is rinse it with mild soap and water, let it air dry for a few minutes, and reapply it. Okay, great. And what is the typical cost? Our average uh, five by six sheet or one by six strips to come four strips per box is forty one ninety five, um, up to under a hundred dollars for abdominal plasties. And typically, somewhere, somewhere I was going to say somewhere between that forty to a hundred bucks. That's going to be all you'll need for the whole healing process. That would be for a, a one month supply, and we too recommend that you wear it for three to six months for optimal results. Okay. And Zabine, going back to Biocornium, uh, we had that small, medium, and large sizes. Let us know, what are the cost of those supplies? Sure. The small, on average, um, because the Biocornium is typically sold just through the physician's offices, so it may vary by, by area, but typically the small um, will run about 45 to $50, um, and that'll be for the three months. Um, the medium, between 70 and $80. Uh, for the three months, and the large 
typically are right around $100, and that, again, is for the, the three months. All right, so pretty comparable in pricing, and uh, with the biocornium, you're set for the duration, and it sounds like, Z, it might need two, maybe three packs to get you through a full uh, a full healing process. With it would depend on the size of the scar, yeah. Your typical augmentation scar is about an inch, so if you were to get the one-by-six strips, you can cut them in half, and then you would have a three- to four-month supply. Okay, great, great. Um, and so results, let's, let's talk about what the benefit of this, because, you know, we're all talking about it being good for, for scar formation and, and healing, but let's talk about the benefits. So, Sabine, looking at biocornium, obviously, you've done studies, Z, you, your prunk company's done studies mm-hmm. using your individual products, and uh, Zabine, let's start with you. Tell me, comparing biocornium to not biocornium, what were the results? What should patients expect to see that'll be better than if they didn't use it? Um, again, I should preface it, each patient's going to heal differently, uh, but we did do two different um, split scar studies or split incision studies um, using the silicone gel formula that's in biocornium, and we did see a significant difference in both those studies. They were published in medical journals, um, and one of those studies were in more um, significant surgery is stern, uh, sternotomy wounds, so cutting uh, the, the chest open for, uh, for heart procedure. Right. Uh, and then that study was done in um, patients more prone to developing a bad scar. Uh, yeah, that's so, true. I mean, I should make a point, you know, sternotomy is when you do open heart surgery and you make an incision that goes down the middle of the chest, the middle of the chest, right over the sternum, is a terrible place for wound healing. It, we commonly get wider, thicker scars in that area. So it is a good spot to study. Uh, so what did you find? So we, we found in, in the patients on the half that was treated, um, there was significantly less redness and elevation um, than on the, pa- the, the half of the uh, incision or wound that was not treated. So definitely less redness, less elevation, um, so, and just visually in the pictures, you can see you can see a difference. Okay, and uh, are are those studies available if someone were to cruise over to your website? They are, yes. Okay, great. Z, how did you guys take a look at the results with your sheeting? Uh, we too had similar results. Uh, our side by side showed that the patient that used the uh, sheeting uh, had significant improvement, up to eighty percent better than if nothing was used at all. So 80%, how do, you, how do you quantify that? Uh, we had a side-by-side with the breast uh, list. So the patient used the sheeting on one breast and not on the other, and mm-hmm. it was an 80% improvement. Right, but I'm saying 80%. How, you know, I'm always, I always have a hard time understanding when, when we're talking about something that's really more of a qualitative thing, and you look at it and you say, yeah, that's better. Uh, I mean, certainly 80, I mean, it sounds like it's easily visibly better, but uh, you know, how did you gauge that? How did you measure that? Uh, I didn't do the study. I didn't know the doctors and scientists uh, came up with that number. But looking at it, uh, I, I can see that it's a significant improvement. Right. I was going to say, it's one of those things you can easily see. So uh, do you have those kind of things on your website as well? We do, yeah. All right. Well, one last thing before we go to our next break. Z, your company makes NuGel Plus sheeting and you make topical. And, and Zabine, you guys concentrate on topical. So I'm, I'm curious, Z specifically, you guys, uh, your company must have looked at 
topical sheeting versus topical cream or ointment. Have you noticed differences? You recommend one over the other for certain things? I, I couldn't tell if you're asking me or Zubin. Oh, I'm asking you, Z. Uh, no. <clears throat> Again, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the sheeting, we prefer the sheeting. However, uh, ointment sometimes is more convenient for patients if it's a facial scar. Uh, just personal preference. Uh, some patients sometimes, as far as compliance goes, it would be easier for them to apply ointment. And on children specifically, they tend to peel off the, the sheeting. So we had to develop the ointment to uh, appease the other uh, patients that prefer it. Okay. And Zabine, uh, your product is made specifically as an ointment that dries. Uh, what's, the pre- what's the benefit there versus maybe developing a sheet to go with it? Uh, really, like Z said, it's it, it comes down a lot of times to comp- com- patient compliance um, and getting them to use the product. Uh, sheets obviously work; uh, they work well, and there's plenty of studies on them. Um, it, it just comes down to the likelihood of a patient using it, and, and in some cases, uh, depending on the the area treated or. or the, the patient themselves, how likely they're going to. So we focused our technology um, on the gels because uh, we found it just in general, patients tend to be more compliant with the gel versus a sheet. Okay. All right. And uh, any plans to develop a sheet? Or are you guys going to stick with the, the gel, the, you know, the topical gonna, ointment? We're going to stick with the gel. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we've been talking about topical gel ointment, ta- talking about silicone sheeting. We have the next step in this process of use of silicone, and that'll be with a special type of silicone sheeting. When we come back, we'll be speaking with Dr. Michael Longacre, and we'll hear all about the new product, Embrace. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a couple minutes after this short break on New Reflections. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to New Reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein. 
If you have a question or comment for the host or this week's guests, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You can also send an email to info at dr-rubenstein.com. That's info at dr-rubenstein.com. Now, back to New Reflections. Welcome back to the show. We're we're talking on New Reflections about scar treatments. This week's episode is called Heal Thyself, talking about scar treatments. We've had a great discussion with Zabine Meshkinpush from uh, Inaltus. We've got Z Product from New Medical Technologies. And now... I'd like to introduce our third guest, Dr. Michael Longacre. He's a professor of surgery at Stanford University. He's also one of the co-founders of Neodyne. They are the makers of a new type of dressing called Embrace. Dr. Longacre, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Well, thanks, to have, thanks for calling in. Thanks for giving us your time. We were just talking for a while about uh, topical ointments, and we got on to topical sheeting, and Embrace is... is sort of the next step. Tell us about Embrace. Well, Embrace is a product um, that Neodyne uh, launched maybe 10 months ago. It's a um, dressing uh, that goes on sometime when there's a dry, clean wound in the judgment of the surgeon um, and then is worn for a week at a time for eight weeks. So most surgeons put it on any time between day two or three or 14, whenever, depending on the procedure. Um, it fundamentally is a material science play in that it goes on, simply put, in a large configuration. Um, it's clear, like a tegaderm-type type dressing. And then when it's, um, when the, when it's released onto the patient, um, it immediately reverts to a smaller size, so it kind of borrows from Peter to shield Paul. So the wound that's healing um, is not exposed to the forces that uh, spread the scar and make it thicker uh, until the scar is as strong as it's going to be, which is about 10 weeks or so. so okay, so we were, talking, time, yeah, we were talking about the wound healing, and we're, you're kind of getting into a couple of things that we should really point out. When you have a wound, particularly, and we, talk, we just talked about tummy tuck wounds. That's a perfect one to discuss. So if we, if we make an incision and, and, and perform a tummy tuck, one of the things that we've already talked about with scar formation is, of course, keeping it moist, keeping it sealed. Uh, and the, the big thing that creates a thicker or wider scar that we haven't talked about yet that you're touching on is tension. You know, for a tummy tuck particularly, we're taking skin that's just sort of sitting there and we're cutting out extra excess skin and making it a really tight place. And there's tension on there. There's tension because we've made it tight there's extra tension because there's swelling, which is pulling on the wounds. And so the, the reason, one of the reasons that people get wider, thicker scars is that the wounds have this, these forces pulling it apart, even though the stitches on the inside and on the outside, all the layers of stitching are trying to keep it together. And the whole key as, as plastic surgeons uh, using our technique is to try and minimize the amount of tension on the wound. So... You know, what Embrace it sounds like it's designed to do is, is just that, to decrease the tension on the wound. That's correct. Um, is the, um, so just a couple points, and, and Adam, you know this as a plastic surgeon. So when you incise, if you have a C-section or heart surgery, you're not excising a bunch of tissue. You're, you have a line, and it gapes open a little bit, and it gapes open a little bit because we're not jellyfish. 
there's residual strain. But when you cut out a football-shaped piece of skin and soft tissue like you do in a tummy tuck, the surgeon reopposes the dead space, but it doesn't offload the tension per se. In other words, if you cut the sutures, it'll pop open again. So fibroblasts come in, begin to heal that wound at about day four or five, but it's not as strong as it's going to be for about 10 weeks. So during that time, it's not as strong as you, as you say, the force is pulling it apart. That's why wounds spread and get thick. So this product is designed to shield it from those things until the wound is as strong as it's going to be at about 10 weeks. Okay, so at base, Embrace is a silicone gel sheet, correct? Uh, yes, I should be clear that when we did uh, different strain offloads, when we have no strain offload on the silicone sheet, there was no efficacy. So the, okay. the, it's a material science play. Silicone sheeting was used because of a safety and long track record for the FDA. But the silicone okay. is not relevant to the efficacy of strain offloading. Okay, so, so it's a little bit different than, say, the new Gel Plus, where the whole purpose is the application of the silicone directly. This is a different use of the silicone. You're using it because it's elastic and you need something that's going to be stretchy that when you stick on the wound, it's going to have the, the ability to pull things. Correct. And in the FDA's mind, there's a long track record of safety for silicone. It, for us, it's an elastomere, as you say, that goes on and can be preloaded and revert back to a small size. Okay. So really, this is a little different than something like Biocornium or New Gel Plus, which is relying on silicone you're relying strictly on just the mechanics. Correct. Okay. So take us through how Embrace works. What is it that is actually doing it? Take us through having a sheet in front of us, and we've got this tummy tuck scar. It's two weeks after surgery. What do you do? So uh, it, comes in a, it comes out of the package, and it, it, you open it like a book. And when you open the dressing like a book, because there's a little cardboard backing on it, you are now loading it, Adam. You're making it larger. Okay. So you're kind of opening the book on scar reduction, so to speak. So now it's in a larger configuration. You turn and put that on now down in the patient and take the backing off, and that's it. And it immediately, you know, in, in milliseconds reverts. You don't feel it to a smaller size. It's right, a little so, thicker than a tegaderm, and that's really it. Activities of daily living are normal. Okay. And so you, you take this, you say, like, like a book, open it up, and the act of opening is what's stretching it. And then once, once it's all stretched out, you keep it that way, press it against the skin, yep. and when you, when you release the, the dressing backing, yep. then it wants to revert back, it kind of squeezes itself back down to the smaller size and takes the skin along with it. Correct. So, but it's, you know, it's a, it's borrow, it's in other words, bringing in the surrounding tissue, uh, kind of what you would remember as a Montgomery strap, meaning it's way away from the incision. <laughs> wow. Well, you're going way back in surgical history as far as I'm concerned, because Montgomery strap, I guess they still use them in trauma surgery, but those are things, just for those of you listening, Montgomery strap, this is, it's, it's a, a really old dressing at this point that used to, have, basically it was like a, a tape with shoelaces on it. And yeah. you, you would put tape on either side of the wound. So, you know, let's say we go back to that, uh, the sternotomy, the open heart scar. You might take these Montgomery straps, and usually they were used in belly surgery, but it's a, figure you have this, this scar and you put these broad pieces of tape on both sides of the, of the wound 
And it's got these shoelaces, and, and that's pretty much what you're doing. You're lacing up the outer skin, and as you tighten those shoelaces, it pulls the skin inward towards right. the opening of the wound. So, you know, that's what we're doing with Embrace. Right. So those are, those are very large, open wounds and closure. Embrace is uh, put on after closure, but it's the principle of shielding the wound and the scar that forms until it will be as strong as it's going to be, which is about 10 weeks. Otherwise, it's simply not strong enough to fight the forces that pull it apart. And I'll have to say, based on 25 years of research by myself and Jeff Gertner, another co-founder, is that tension and mechanical forces, Adam, prolong inflammation, and that's the driver of the thick spread scar. Okay, so really, you think by taking the tension off the wound additionally, you know, besides good surgical technique and using good layered closures, trying to keep the tension uh, to a minimum, you know, no matter how much we try, you can't take all the tension off a wound. So no. by using something like Embrace, it's almost like having someone standing there with their hands on both sides of the wound, pulling it together for you full time, which, you know, that'd be great, but you know, obviously it's not practical. Right. And it's precise. And, and in the indication you're talking about, which is very, under a lot of tension, that's where we did the randomized controlled trial. And it was, you know, highly, highly effective um, com- with 13 surgeons in two states. And what they did on the other side, Adam, was whatever worked best in their hands during 13 years of practice. And it was not close at the end of a year. Interesting. So what you're saying is, and I, I've seen these pictures, for those of you who are listening, Dr. Longacre is talking about studies that were done with Embrace. And the idea was that you'd take a tummy tuck scar and at, during the healing process, you put it in the hands of a dozen or so surgeons and said, here, use this on the right side and do, use whatever you normally do on the left side. And right. you were looking at the, the pictures and comparing them. What did you see? Um, so there, it, when you compare those pictures and ask plastic surgeons unrelated to the study to look at them, at a year, um, the statistical analysis where you put one as a great scar, 10 as an un- unattractive scar, um, it was highly significant, the difference both at the end of therapy, eight weeks of th- treatment, and at a year. And there was no loss of benefit. It becomes more favorable. But I, you know, call me crazy. That's a, that's a, the wonderful thing about a tummy tuck, as you point out, is you can have the same patient for two sides. So there's no variability patient to patient. But it's also under enormous amount of tension, so it's challenging. These surgeons uh, thought we were a little crazy because they had a week head start or two weeks head start with whatever they did in the operating room. So there's one thing to look at pictures, but it's another thing, uh, Dr. Rubenstein, to say, okay, what does it look and feel like to the patient who examines themselves and the treating surgeon? So there were two additional analysis done because you have three dimensions and you go through eight things, pain, thickness, itchy, whatever. That mm-hmm. was uh, at about 100 times statistical value difference wow. in a year. That's amazing. So really, you know, like, like the other things we were talking about with the new gel plus, with the biocornium, you're looking at an eight-week, uh, essentially two months' worth of therapy. So on all these products, we're looking at really using it for maybe uh, two to three months, even out to six months with some of them. But you're seeing the benefit that lasted out to a year that you think just continued because you set it up right in the first place. Correct. If you get it right, um, so, the, so the scar, once it gets to be as strong as it's going to be, that's really when the spreading, if you will, is going to stop because now it's at equilibrium. And the okay. thought is you just reset it. The 
other thing we did, and I don't know if you've talked about it today, is there's a large body, two things I think are important for patients to know. Patients put on almost $1.9 billion of products in the first year after surgery in the U.S. to minimize their scar. So they're doing a lot of things. There's a big need and a big appetite. The second thing is there's also a lot of existing scars that have already had surgery, 80 million operations a year in the U.S. and somewhere around 10 million lacerations. So existing scars are another thing that are very important to patients because um, few of them define themselves by their scar like Harry Potter positively. So we did a second randomized controlled trial on scar revision, which, as you know, is not something plastic surgeons like to do because a year later it tends to look like it did before you paid for it. So that was only 10 patients, um, and that was also highly significant. The whole scar was excised under lidocaine. The device of Embrace was put on half the revision and then standard of care for the surgeon on the other half, which is not what you do in your office, but that's what the IRB demanded. And at six months, it was highly significant. So So this is important. This is important. I want to make the point that, you know, what we're talking about, uh, Dr. Longacre is mentioning old scars, and certainly there's lots of them. And, you know, that's where we have a lot of frustration because, you know, the horse is really out of the barn at that point. You know, the the scar is healed. It's done. There's not a lot we can do. I mentioned in the beginning of the show, laser resurfacing and dermabrasion. You can blend things a little bit, but once you have the scar, it's there. And the quality of the scar cannot really be improved that much with anything that we've got today. But what what Dr. Longacre is saying is not to take Embrace and use it on that existing scar. We're talking about removing the scar and closing the wound again with good technique. Now, there's a little bit of an advantage there because usually there's more inflammation when you have your original injury. You're probably more swollen. It's probably done for something that's a bigger deal than just removing a piece of skin. So we're in a better situation when we do a scar revision, generally speaking, because all we're doing is taking out a little sliver of skin and then bringing it back together. But then, you know, if you add to that the use of Embrace, you're going to be reducing the amount of tension significantly compared to what you had from way back when, when it originally happened. That's correct. So if you look at, everyone looks at their index finger, that'd be a pretty wide scar. But if, as Dr. Rubenstein points out, if the tummy tuck excision, which may have been 8 or 10 inches in diameter, led to that width of a scar, then just putting lidocaine in and excising a less than a centimeter and doing the embrace would be a home run. And that's, in fact, what it is. So now for the first time, instead of avoiding scar revision, because now the patient is disappointed on your blade, so to speak, now you really have an opportunity to change the biology. And that's really what plastic surgeons are looking for. Because we, you know, a nice scar revision, uh, Dr. Rubenstein, as you know, is it looks beautiful on the table. A year later, you're disappointed. But now you have something in the armamentarium that says, okay, I'm going to significantly improve this result. That's pretty exciting. Well, we're going to take one last break. When we come back from the break, I want to talk to all three of you about ways that we can use these things together. What's the future? What are we looking at in the next 10 years in terms of scar therapy? Stick with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes after this short break on New Reflections. Real Life Solutions. Voice America Health & Wellness. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss 
Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Leadership is a destination, but how do you get there? More importantly, how do you maximize your power and influence and develop more leaders in your organization? Learn from proven leaders and proven practices. Join Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler for Leadership Development News. This program will help you develop the next leaders in your organization, balance your work life, manage your boss, and manage yourself. We'll feature cutting-edge interviews with industry experts and authors. Leadership Development News, every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on The Voice America business channel opinions options answers you're listening to voice america health and wellness you are listening to new reflections with dr adam rubenstein if you have a question or comment for the host or this week's guests please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You can also send an email to info at dr-rubenstein.com. That's info at dr-rubenstein.com. Now, back to New Reflections. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dr. Adam Rubenstein, a board-certified plastic surgeon and host of New Reflections. We've been having a terrific conversation about scar treatments, really interesting stuff. We've come a long way from the early years of honey and uh, earthworm juice and head and feet of castrated sheep. Now we're, It's a, a lot more science involved today. We've been talking with Zabine Meshkampush, who's the COO of Inaltis, about his product, Biocornium, with uh, Z Product, who's a regional director from New Medical Technology. Technologies and talking about New Gel Plus, their topical sheeting and ointments, and now just recently with Dr. Michael Longacre, who is the founder of Neodyne, the makers of Embrace, a new dressing to help decrease tension in wounds. So, Dr. Longacre, we just finished talking about how your product works and what the idea is. It's very exciting. I think mechanically, it really gives an advantage where we've had a disadvantage. We've been fighting that disadvantage as plastic surgeons for a long time. Tell me, because the, the type of silicone sheet you're using is not intended to have the, the topical benefit of silicone itself, as we see with things like Biocornium and New Gel Plus, is there a way, do you think there's a role for using a thin application like a New Gel Plus or a Biocornium underneath Embrace? Well, I think it's possible. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't have any data, so I always like to stick to the data. I think, um, you know, I think it's possible. Um, where there are plenty, there are a number of products, and including the products um, that your other uh, guests have uh, that are put on um, uh, as a topical, so to speak. So, you know, where there'd be no reason to expect that there'd be a negative effect of of doing both. Um, and but I but I that's an opinion. I I haven't done it, and I have no data to support that. Okay, well, Z, what do you think? You, you think that, uh, now remember, the, the Embrace product, it's, it's a lot wider than the type of silicone sheeting that we were talking about with New Gel Plus. So, you know, maybe a thin layer of the, the New Gel Plus sitting on top directly on the wound and then throwing Embrace over it. What do you think? You know, I'm not too familiar with the uh, Embrace product. It is relatively new. Um, Does it go on immediately after surgery, or does it also have to go on a closed dry wound? Much like all the other products, you know, all all of your products uh, that we've been talking about, the recommendation is to wait maybe 10 to 14 days after until you have a closed wound. 
Yeah, I don't see I don't see it hurting. Uh, if anything, I see it could help. Okay, uh, Zabine, what do you think? Just so the the other speakers know, by uh, at the in the next three at the end of the probably the end of the year, we'll have a, a sterile product with micro perforation. So, should the surgeon want to do it, like for an indication, like you know, after general surgery or heart surgery, they could put it on sterile at the time of wound closure. But we do not have that yet. I think biologically, there's no reason to expect that it would not. There might be some synergy there. There's, there's no. I don't have the data, but why wouldn't it be helpful? Right. Well, that, that's my feeling. What do you think, Sabine? Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I mean, as, you know, we're we're always trying to improve uh, how the scar looks, and and I think you alluded to it at the beginning. The more different approaches we can take, the better to kind of check off the different uh, boxes, and uh, obviously, tension plays a huge role. Um, and I like the the Embrace product. So uh, I would think, like Dr. Longacre said, there's certainly not going to be harm uh, and potentially um, a synergistic effect or, or a, you know, a compound effect that can only um, increase the aesthetic appearance of it. Yeah, well, I mean, to me, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Now, looking into the future, we have, this is what, this is kind of cutting edge, and we have you guys on here to talk about what is the current state of scar treatments. What are we going to see in five years? Ten years. What do you think the future is, Sabine? You know, it's early right now, but you hear a lot of talk about growth factors in different preparations as well as um, potentially even stem cells or or derivative products from stem cells. So I I think somewhere between five and ten years, I would not be surprised if we start to see products that um, that take that approach and more of a, a biological approach versus um, kind of passive with silicone or mechanical uh, with embrace. That's interesting. I, I'll bet we will. We're going to have a show coming up on uh, stem cell therapies in the future. Z, what's your thought? Ten years from now, what is, what is the scar treatment going to look like? I agree with Dr. Longacre. With technology today, you don't know where we're going to be in five to ten years. I mean, uh, not too long ago, uh, to take your gallbladder out, you had to go through general surgery. Now it's endoscopic. So there's so many advances in in technology and in treatment. Who's to say with stem cell technology and research going on, it's, it's open. All right, Dr. Longacre, you've done so much research in wound healing. Where are we headed? Well, uh, so three points. A, it's interesting that all three of us as guests and you, Adam, healed without a scar before we were born. Yes. It's pretty amazing <laughs> that the same RNA and DNA somehow makes a transformation. Uh, we've peaked as a wound healer before we come out of the uterus, which is disturbing. Um, but second point is, you know, I happen to co-direct uh, with Irv Weissman, the largest stem cell institute in the world here at Stanford, and certainly lessons learned from skin development. Um, and unlocking them um, in the adult are, are something we can look forward to. Um, and thirdly, it's pretty depressing that since we went to sterile technique, <laughs> we haven't made much progress. There's still a lot of scars. <laughs> so this is a really large medical market that we need to do a very good job of. I've been on the needle in a haystack approach and failed many times with one growth factor at a time. We went to the mechanical properties because you impact over a thousand. But I think with the, I agree with the other two guests. Um, a biologic would be great if it's safe and easy. But which one do you target? 
you know, of the, of the thousands that, that are involved. So we got our work cut out for us, um, but I think we need to do a better job for our patients and for society um, to say that even a normal scar, remember, we're the only species on Earth that heals with a thick scar, a keloid and hypertrophic scar. So even normal scars, patients want a better job of, and I think products need to address that. So I'm bullish on it, but I wouldn't know which gene and which growth factor to pick at this point, but bioinformatics and big data can help us. Well, I'm, I'm excited for it. I know that, that guys like you and your lab in Stanford and all over the world are working on this. And, you know, listen, five years ago, 10 years ago, we wouldn't be talking about Biocornium, New Gel Plus, or Embrace. So I know that things are looking up. Uh, it's really come down to the end of the show, and I want to give each of you an opportunity to tell us, uh, starting with Sabine, where can we find bi- information about Biocornium, and if, if somebody wants to use it, how do they find it? Site, www.biocornium.com, uh, um, and as far as purchasing it, we sell it through physicians' offices, plastic surgeons, and dermatologists. On our website, we do have a locator. Um, patient can put in their zip code and find the physician closest to them that carries the product. And we have about Perfect. over 2,000 physician offices across the country now. Excellent, excellent. Z, tell us, uh, where can someone find the new Gel Plus and, and the whole family of products? If, uh, if your doctor is not stocking our product, you can go directly to our website at www.newnewgel.com. Plus, plus.com, and you can order from us directly. Terrific. And Dr. Longacre, if somebody is interested in maybe having a, a scar revision or if they're having something done, they say, you know, hey, I want to try that new Embrace thing, how do they get that done? Uh, you can uh, go to the website, uh, www.embracescartherapy.com, or you can get to that from neodynebiosciences.com, but the product is Embrace. Um, and you, we also have a list of the surgeons around the country, um, over 550 that are using it now. Either way, we can get access to the product for you, the website, or through your surgeon. Terrific. Well, there's lots of opportunity out there. I want to thank our guests this week, Zubin Meshkinpush from Inaltis, Z-Product from New Medical Technologies, and Dr. Michael Longacre from Neodyne. Thanks for joining us this week. We've had a great discussion. We've got lots of good shows coming up. Check us out every Saturday, 12 to 1 Eastern Time, 9 to 10 Pacific on New Reflections shows coming up, talking about skin tightening procedures. We've got a robotic surgery show coming up, non-surgical fat reduction, all of these things in upcoming episodes. Listen every week. Catch us live, 12 to 1 Eastern, 9 to 10 Pacific on voiceamerica.com. This is New Reflections. I'm Dr. Adam Rubenstein. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. We hope you stayed informed and entertained today on New Reflections. Please join your host, Dr. Adam Rubenstein, again next Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You can also email the doctor at info at dr-rubenstein.com or visit his website at www.dr-rubenstein.com. And don't forget to join us next Saturday for new reflections on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a beautiful weekend. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.